Hello, everybody. My name is Michael Graves um, with Singing from Scratch and How to Sing with Michael Graves. In this episode, I want to get rid of or dispel one of the most, if not the most, um, blatant lies or lie about singing. And that is, it's actually the first and the biggest barrier to singing that I talk about in uh, the first element of singing with uh, Singing from Scratch online courses. And it's about tone deafness, okay? People, you've heard people say, well, I can't sing because I'm tone deaf, or yeah, I'm, I'm tone deaf, so nah, I can't sing, I can't carry a tune in a bucket, or something like that, right? But the fact of the matter is, well, it's also, you, here's, here, here's the best disguise for it, and the, the lie, the best disguise for the lie is either you have it or you don't. Look, if you can speak and you can hear, you have it. You can sing, right? Now, Harvard University says that um, 4% or less than 4% of the population is actually um, chronically or uh, they're tone deaf. There's a tone deafness there. It's called amusia, A-M-U-S-I-A, amusia. And personally, I think that that's a load of crap. I think it's a lot less than that. It has to actually have to come down to where you cannot physically um, differentiate between different pitches and so forth and so on. So let's just start with this. I am going to give you a test to prove that you are not tone deaf. And you can use this test with anybody that says that they are tone deaf. It's real simple, okay? I'm going to say two different sentences, and you need to tell me which one is the question and which one is the statement, a stating a fact, all right? And so here they are, right? So I'm going to the, um, here, we'll give it to you again. So we're going to the store. We're going to the store. So which one of those, the first one or the second one, was the question? Well, that's the first one, right? We're going to the store. You can hear the question in my voice. As opposed to, we're going to the store. Like, come on, let's go. We're going to the store. That's a statement, all right? Now, how, if you are tone deaf, could you tell which one was the question? The way you were able to determine that was simply because you were able to determine and understand and hear that the pitch in my voice, the frequency in my voice, went up at the end as opposed to down at the end. You hear that? Oh, oh, okay. So you can hear the pitch going up, okay? That is a tone. And you can hear the pitch going down. That is a tone. And you can tell the difference between the two. And if you can tell the difference between the two, you can eventually sing. You are not tone deaf. Okay? You can hear the tone because that's what it is. I believe it was Nikola Tesla who said that in order to, store, in order to understand the secrets of the universe, one should understand frequencies or something of that nature. I'm going to take off and bite off a little smaller chunk of that. So to understand the secrets of singing, one must also understand the sequence of the secrets of frequency. Because a frequency, and in order to understand that, let's just look at what sound is. Because sound itself is airways passing through the air at a certain frequency, which is the number of times a second that those airwaves hit your eardrums. 
the faster or the more the the higher the frequency, the more waves hit within a, within a one second is a higher frequency, and conversely, the number of times that are slower are the lower frequencies. They go down as opposed to ah or la. Right, the ah is a much higher frequency. There's more airwaves passing faster than la. Okay, now <clears throat> it's so it's so discernible and so true that you can tell the difference between pitch, even if you think you're tone deaf, just because you can tell, it doesn't even have to be something as blatant as a question. We're going to the store. We're going to the store, right? It doesn't have to be that blatant. It could be like, you could tell someone's emotion or how they're feeling or, you know, what mood they're in um, in regards to how they say a statement. We're going to the store or we're going to the store. We're going to the store, right? So that, sharp drop at the end indicates I'm a little irritated as opposed to a longer drop at the end which would indicate that um, it's just a normal statement okay so it's not actually tone deafness that you have if you can't sing and you can't match pitch okay it's what I call tone deficient it's just a weakness or a lack of ability right um, the temporary lack of ability to differentiate or to get um, to differentiate between those frequencies and then replicate those frequencies vocally with your mouth. Okay, so it's tone deficient. You can be deficient at something and then practice and they get proficient at it. Right. So tone deficiency or tone deficient is just that it's just a deficiency. It's not a uh, inability. It's not a complete lack of ability to do something. It just means you're not as good at it as somebody else is, right? So the it factor, either you have it or you don't, is a bunch of is a bunch of BS. Okay. It actually comes down to you are able to listen to a frequency or listen to a pitch, or listen to a note, and then recreate a matching frequency and match frequencies with that note with your voice. This too can be taught, okay? It's really, that's the only difference between someone who can sing and who's tone deficient. Someone who can sing is just more proficient at being able to listen to a frequency and then match that frequency or listen to a bunch of different frequencies and then be able to put a frequency or a pitch of sound within those other ones that are relative to those other notes. That's singing in tune. And granted, there's a wide stretch between those two, right? There's a wide stretch, but it's not something that can't, that stretch, that that gap is not something that can't be uh, narrowed and narrowed and narrowed and narrowed down to where you're actually singing and you're singing in tune. Because remember, you have the ability to differentiate and understand the difference between different tones and different pitches. Something's going up or something's going down, Right. Now, the study by Harvard and others are that uh, amusia is the, the lack or the ability to sing or to turn musical pitches and musical notes. Okay, I get that, right? But there really is no uh, – there. The, all that is is there's, there's, a, there's a gap between being able to understand how pitches go up and pitches go down and the difference in higher and lower frequencies and then understanding how those higher and lower frequencies coincide with other frequencies. It's really that simple. Okay, it is that simple. It can be reduced down to that. So how do you teach someone who is tone deficient 
How do you how do you how do you practice this? How do you get them? How do you teach them how to sing? All right. Well, the way you do it is is you have them listen and you listen to have say okay which one's higher which one's lower which one's lower which one's higher and then have sing a note and have them either slide up to that note or slide down to that note right until they are in there now they, they that, that that student may not be able to hear when they hit that frequency so you have to visually go that's it or show them okay but when you do when they do hit that frequency that's when the student should concentrate on how does it feel in the throat because it's muscle memory. It's muscle control. That's all it is. is singing is being able to use muscle control to hit the, pro the proper frequency and the proper pitch that you're trying to hit. Okay. So if you have, you know, if you sing la and you have somebody come, they come in, they're going la, then you just point up and go la and have them slide. Don't try to jump up, just slide la until they get to la right or if they start too high ah, you go okay push you go, go down you go ah, way back up ah, right there now feel that ah, actually touch the, the throat have them touch have them touch the throat ah, and then go back down while touching the throat ah, you can feel the difference in vibration go ahead and try that okay so Sing a note. Sing sing this note with me. La, and then touch your throat. La. Now sing it lower. La. Now sing. Go down. Slide down. La. You can feel the vibrations get uh, much coarser, right? Because those are the frequency and that wavelength is is vibrating uh, further apart than if you're singing a high note. So let's do it again. Ready? La. Right. Okay. Now let's go the other way, so you can feel how it feels when the notes get higher and the the, the throat muscles tighten up with the vocal cords to create that tension that creates a higher frequency pitch, because that's what's happening. Right. So here we go. La. Okay. One more time. La. You can feel it. It gets smoother, right? That 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 vibration gets a little smoother because those free, those little wavelengths are so close together that it feels smoother. If you were to take, um, for an example, if you took a a sheet and you wrinkled it up and you got these big wrinkles in it, right? You run your hand across it, you'll feel the wrinkles. Now, if you laid that sheet out really flat and really tight and you feel it, it feels smooth. But if you really got you know down in there and looked at it with a with a magnifying glass or microscope, you would see that there's little ridges and there's still little waves in that thing. But you're not feeling them as much because they're much smaller, much tighter together, right? Okay. That may not be the best example, but that's the one that first came to mind anyway. Okay, so what I want to do is I'm going to give you some notes. And this is just listening exercise. Right now, I want you just to listen. And I'm probably, I may do a little, uh, uh, editing trick with uh, the notes. So here in a little bit with some of these, but first off, you need to tell me, I'm going to sing two notes, and then you tell me which one, or you determine which one was higher and which one was lower in frequency. Okay? The first one, you tell me which one's higher with the, with the uh, letter A, or think with letter 1, or number 1, right? And the lower frequency would be the number 2. So, here we go. It would be, La, La, Okay, 
So which one was higher, the first one or the second one? Number one, higher frequency. Number two, lower frequency. Okay? Let's do it again. Here's a different one. La, la. Okay? So which one was higher, number one? Would that be the second one? The second one was higher. Which one was lower? The first one was lower. Okay? So now I'm going to give you another one. And I'm gonna I'm gonna close the gap a little bit. I'm gonna take that octave out of there, right? So, la la. Which one was higher, the first one or the second one? Be the first one. That's right. So do it again in case you missed it. La la. Okay. Now. Let's do another one, and you're going to tell me which one's higher and which one's lower. Ready? La, la. So which one was lower, the first one or the second one? That would be the second one. The second one was lower. I'll do it again. La, la. You hear that? The second was definitely lower. All right, let's do one more, and then we'll move on to another listening exercise. La, la. So which one was higher, the first one or the second one? The second one. Now do it again. La, la. Okay, so you can hear that second one is a little bit, a little bit higher. All right, now. This is where I'm going to do some editing magic, and I'm going to make myself uh, do two notes at the same time. There's going to be one note, and then another note is going to come back is going to come in in after it. And you tell me the second note, which one's going to be the second note? Which one's is it higher or is it lower than the first note that was that is, that is singing? Because they're going to be sung together. This is a little trickier because now we're getting into differentiation of pitch as it is opposed to other notes around it, right? And you can tell that we can go, okay, this was a little bit higher, this is a little bit lower, right? So here we go. La. Okay, so which one was higher? The second one singing. The second one that started singing, that's right. And here's another one. La. Okay, so which one was higher? The second one again. Okay, so here's another one. La. Okay, good. So which one? I made that was short one. I made that one shorter for a purpose for a reason. Which one was higher, the first one or the second one? Well, that would be the first one. So you get the idea, right? <clears throat> I'm going to do one more and then uh, move on a little bit. So. La. Okay, so which one was higher? The first one or the second one? That's right, it's the second one. Now, 
as an added little note here, what I just did for the second part of the listening exercises is those are harmonies. I'm singing notes that are, to one degree or another, uh, relatively friendly to sing together. And I, there's another podcast I have about how to sing harmonies that kind of go with this in depth about the relativity of notes and uh, how they're relative to each other depending upon the key of the song that they're in. But this is all about um, just training your ear to hear um, the different notes that are and how, what difference in pitches and see how they are in relation so that you that you or others that you can you can uh, turn this you know tell somebody else to watch this podcast and go dude I can show that you're not tone deaf Michael proved it to me I can prove it to you too go watch this episode episode um, on uh, tone deafness on intonation and singing from scratch and he will show you as well that you are not tone deaf because that's what we're trying to do here is just to get that differentiation and train your ear to be able to hear the differences in those different tones and those different uh, frequencies and those different pitches right uh, which basically that's all pretty much the same thing so in tune being in the correct pitch and being the correct frequency is basically the same thing. You are trying to match a sound frequency or sing well with other sound frequencies. That's being in tune, okay? So what I want to do now is I want you to do a sing-along with me. And I want you to slide up or down into the notes that I give you so that you can then match them. Now, if you can already sing... This may be a little redundant, but it's still good practice to always go back to the basics and just listen and really feel what is going on in your throat. What is What do you feel as far as the tension when you sing uh, higher notes or when you sing lower notes? You can and feel that tension of how it slides into or slides down into, right? So first thing we're going to do, we're going to slide into it. So I'm going to give you a note. You, you start singing, and if you feel that you're lower or higher... If you're lower, slide up into the note that I'm singing. If you're higher, slide down into the note that I'm singing. Okay? So here we go. La Okay? Let's do it again. La Okay, good. Let's do another one. La. One more. La. Remember to keep when you're not just listen to it and try to get to singing the note, but also concentrate when you're singing that note. When you hit it, how does it feel? What does it feel like in your throat? The higher, the lower. You may not have actually hit the notes. If you are, quote-unquote, if you are tone deficient and you're listening to this to try to get your tone, you can take this podcast and you know and and, and do it over and over and over until you can until you're hitting it. You may not match these things as I move along, but you can always rewind and, and, and practice this. And the key is, is to... When you hit it, you'll know it. You'll feel it. And concentrate on what's going on in your throat, right? So here we go. La. Okay. One more time. La.
right, let's do another note. La One more time. La Okay. Now that one's probably too a little too low for the girls. So I'm gonna pick some higher notes. And you guys are you guys are more than than welcome to stretch up there. But let's give the girls some practice too. La <clears throat> I lost it there on the end. But here we go again. La Okay, and here's another one. One more time. Okay. So that's, um, I'm not going to get anything any further than that and get any more um, technical. We'll move on to that into other episodes of the podcast. But I just wanted to, A, tell you that tone deafness is, you know, essentially non-existent. There is tone deficiency. And that deficiency being the inability to specifically reach and match tones and duplicate them. Because if you can hear something, you can recreate it, right? Because if you're hearing me ask the question, we're going to the store, you could ask the same question to somebody else. We're going to the store. How many questions have you asked in your life? How many statements have you made in your life? And every time you make a statement that goes down at the end, you're making a statement that goes up or, or making a, uh, saying a sentence that goes up at the end. You're asking a question. You've already done it. You've, you have already changed the pitch of your voice. If you speak like a human and not a robot, you are speaking and you are creating different frequencies with your voice. You're creating different pitches up and down and all over the place. Because you can hear my voice as I'm talking right now. I'm not talking like this and making sure that you understand every single word and I don't change the pitch at all. And this is the note that I'm going to talk about. And therefore, I'm going to sound like a robot. No. That sounds weird, and nobody really talks like that. Not that I know of, anyway. Not naturally. So if you're if you're speaking, you're using higher to pitch, pitches, and you're using lower pitches. You're speaking from a lower viewpoint, or you or you're going up, and you get excited, and you talk in a higher pitch, right? You are able to create different pitches with your voice. Okay, so not only can you hear different pitches with your voice, you have demonstrably through your life shown that you can uh, change the pitch of your voice. Now it's just a matter of controlling that pitch specifically to hit a specific note or frequency. So taking the pitch slow up until you hear it, right? So that's pretty much all I'm going to cover for today. 
Uh, let me know if you have any questions on this or if there's any part of this you'd like me to expound on or to get any uh, in-depth. You can always um, email me at michaelgraves at singingfromscratch.com or hit me up on Messenger at Singing From Scratch, the Facebook page. And uh, you can also check out the YouTube channel or comments on this post on my website um, from singingfromscratch.com. And if you really, really, really want to get detailed, specific drills on how to to learn how to sing and, and become tone efficient or proficient, right, instead of tone deficient, then you should definitely check out um, the courses on, in the course, the main course at singingfromscratch.com, or you can just kind of pick out and, and choose the uh, third element of the singing course, which is on pitch. Now, I suggest that if you're going to just do, you know, a la carte, then you do at least... Um, the uh, second element of singing, conceptual placement, and then the third element of singing, pitch, because conceptual placement gives you the, the, the mental start of where you should be and how to think with where the notes are going before you try to just sing them, because that is extremely important to get a mental image picture or an idea of where a note should be placed or sung in relation to other notes. And I take this from the rock bottom foundation and give you exact instructions on how to develop this and exact exercises that you can use to then master pitch. It, it is possible for someone who's completely tone deficient on the lower end of the skill of deficiency to being able to sing and sing like a pro. All right, well... Again, Michael Graves here from Singing to Scratch. Hope you guys had a good time and learned something. And uh, that's me. That's all for me and signing off. Talk to you next time. Sing on yet.